Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so has it been exciting around here? Yeah, Yesterday, you yeah. guys did a trivia thing. We did, and we got a really great email okay. from Heather. And because um, uh, yesterday we had, like, what is Rod Seward's hobby? And one of the Everyone choices. Everyone thought was, it was soccer. Well, the first person thought it was soccer, and it, he watches it, but his hobby is trains, building right. trains. Okay. Okay. So this Heather writes us a thing, and she has been listening since day one, and she is a true Rod Stewart fan. She said, "Okay, Rod Stewart loves soccer. Uh, his, uh, but his passion is train. He wanted one train car for his birthday, but his dad bought him a guitar. He only only knows seven chords on the guitar. Had he gotten the train, he probably wouldn't be who he is today." His trains go on tour with him. He has eight kids with five women, three wives. Wow. His first song was Hey Little School Girl. He had stage fright when singing with Jeff Beck. He would hide behind the speakers. In the old days, he would have Coke, Coca-Cola poured and dried on the stages and speaker tops to prevent him from falling off. I love so it'll be sticky. Yeah. Sticky. I love that. Um he did one time fall off and he got five stitches in his lip. He's he's the youngest of five kids. His birthday is January tenth, nineteen forty five. And he and El John call each other Sharon and Phyllis. Mm-hmm. It's driving me crazy. People are guessing when I'm at work and can't play. I've seen him eleven times. Well, hopefully you're listening and she's one of our callers. And she knows his favorite food, his favorite car, his favorite color. What Brett Eklund sued him for. Right. And uh, moved to the United States. She just loves him, and his real name is not Rod, Rod Stewart. Stewart. We saw him and. I don't want to give away the answer. No, you I was going to say, you right. keep having some of those facts, but that's okay. No, you All can't. Right. We can't. All right, so let's so get thank to you, the game. Heather. Yes, Heather, that was a great email. I read that yesterday as well. So we've got four people on hold right now. We've got Kim, Steve, Stephanie, and Ashley. And we've got a multiple choice question today. And this one is, which of these statements about Rod Stewart isn't true? So let's get Kim on the line. She's going to be our first opportunity. How are you doing today, Kim? Hi, Kim. How are you? We're great. You ready to play? Sure. All right. All right, Kim. So I've got a multiple choice question for you here. Which one of these statements about Rod Stewart is not true? All right. You ready to go? Yeah. All right. A, Rod made it into the Guinness Book of World Records for staging the largest free rock and roll concert attendance in history. B, Rod Stewart has married, been married two times. C, Rod Stewart was carjacked in Hollywood while standing next to his Porsche. Or D, Rod was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1994. 
What do you say is which, which one's which is false? not true? Yeah. Which one is not true? C. Rod Stewart was carjacked in Hollywood while standing next to his Porsche. Is that your final answer? Yes. I'm sorry. Oh, he was in yeah. fact. Yeah, on April 26th in 1982, a gunman robbed the rock star Rod Stewart in Hollywood Sunset Boulevard with his daughter standing next to his Porsche. Good so. grief. Oh, shoot, Kim. Sorry, Kim. All right, let's move on to Steve. All right, Steve, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm great. You guys good over there? We're good. We're good. We're, 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 you're doing a great job. Right. Steve, Steve already's ready for his July 8th date with Rod Stewart, okay. Cheap Trick, and whoever the date is. All right, and Steve. what rhymes with eight? A. That's... Oh, your answer is A? Yep. Final what, answer? What's the answer? The answer yeah, is that Rod made it into the Guinness Book of World Records for staging the largest free rock and roll concert in attendance history. That is, in fact... That was A? A, yes. And he, in 1994, in Rio de Janeiro, had oh, over shoot. 4 million people attend a free rock and roll concert. Wow. wow. And he's in the Guinness Book of and World Records. And what was the Porsche one? What the was Porsche that? was that he D, was... What letter? Uh, that was C. So D. A and C have been used already. All right. All right. Just to try and help right. Stephen Ashley. Thanks, All right, Steve. Stephanie. Shoot, Steve. He sounded so confident. He did. All right, Stephanie, you ready to go? I'm ready. All right, which one of these statements is not true about Rod Stewart? Rod made it into the Guinness Book of World Records, which you already heard. Rod Stewart has been married two times. C, Rod Stewart was carjacked. Or D, Rod Stewart was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1984. I'm going to go with B. B? No. Yeah, B. C. No. That's right. B, she said, correct? Like boy? Yeah, boy. Yep. It's a, true. Is. That is, in fact, Rod Stewart has been married three times. So I she, said that in my little thing for Heather. I know. You did. I know. Three wives. I know That's you why did. I was like, no. I know. Yes, right, he's Steph. had three wives. All right, yes. Stephanie. Congratulations, Stephanie. You got yourself some pair of tickets. Nice job. Who are you going to take? Uh, you know, probably my aunt. Wonderful. Good yeah. job. Good job. All right. Well. If you guys want to know. Yeah, stay on the line. Yeah, stay on the line. Alan, Alana Stewart was his first wife, second wife, Rachel Hunter, and Penny Lancaster is his current wife. So three wives. Thank you so much for calling in, everybody. Okay. And we will have more tickets tomorrow, so you can still win some tomorrow. Yes. Lori, is Penny Lancaster the one we saw him with? Or no, Alana, Alana Stewart. Stewart. When That's we were right. at the Polo Lounge, yep. Alana and Rod Stewart were having dinner together, and her ex-husband, George Hamilton, was sitting in the center booth at the Polo Lounge. Looking like, I don't know why we didn't go and sit with him. I don't. We well, we went because we because I had a deja vu because I saw um the view on the view yesterday um the people because mm-hmm. the latest upcoming episode you know season of American Idol is on so mm-hmm. Lionel Richie oh. Luke Bryan and Katy Perry and Lionel Richie um I just thought about our night with him and oh. how long we spent sitting in a booth with him. Making him laugh. Oh, yeah. He thought we had a reality show and cameras were following us. It was so much fun. It was so cool. It was so much fun. And we had the Nightingale, the lady singer there with us. Remember, we just out of the blue, we go. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was. The Polo Lounge is. If you're going to L.A., people, that is a great place. The Beverly Hills Hotel. Yeah. It really is. And Craig's. And I'm so sad right now. Oh, Julia, I'm I'm beyond. having just remorse that we're not in L.A. this weekend. Yeah, we should have just gone. Except I know. Except we would have frozen that for whatever reason. Like, I mean, we've had warmer weather in January. 
Right. It's just crazy because yeah. the Super Bowl was there two weekends ago and it was hot, hot, hot. Yeah. Yes. Well, this is traveling in February. This in is a weird place. year. Okay. Now listen to okay, this. So, tell me. Um, did I? I don't think you ever watched this show, but I know for sure Grant did. I know I loved this show. A lot of other people. Entourage. I've watched some. I okay. wouldn't mind going back and watching it. Such a funny show. Entourage. Entourage. Yeah. Oh, one of the best show. of all time. Yes. And the creator of that show, Doug Allen, um, ha- is filming a pilot with none other. Than Charlie Sheen. Oh, Ooh, he's getting back in it the action. It is a TV pilot written and produced by Entourage creator Doug Ellen. Ellen and Sheen uh, became friendly last year when Doug w- and um, got Charlie to be a guest on his podcast. Okay, of course. Oh and my gosh. then um, he gave Charlie some loose ideas. Now, of course, I think it would be great, very great. Because even in a way, in Two and a Half Men, Charlie Sheen was playing a caricature of himself. 100%. Oh, yes, yes you know? he was 100%. Oh, he was, he didn't have so to act at all in that. that I was great. hope that this is like that, oh, yeah. like a Curb Your Enthusiasm, like an Entourage, and they use the real stuff from Charlie Sheen's oh. life and change the names. names to protect the innocent and the guilty. Gold. It would be golden. Oh. And apparently they've convinced convinced uh, Charlie's dad to make oh, a cameo. So yes. that makes me think Martin. even more that I love it. Um, Kevin Conley and Kevin Dillon oh, yeah. also appearing in the project would not be at all surprised if Charlie Sheen was in their same circle. Yep, of Hollywood and. Um, Anyway, so that sounds like fun. Those two were originally in Entourage, right? Kevin, yes, Kamel? yes, yes, yes. 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 They were the, like, that was E and um, his brother, the hey. turtle. Tur- not no, turtle. not turtle. No, it was um, Johnny. Johnny's brother. Um, he was Johnny favorite. Drama. It was Johnny, Johnny drama, drama and E, and the he, little manager, the little yeah. short guy, Kevin Dillon. Yes, oh, yeah. Kevin you know Dillon. What? Victory. Victory. <laughs> that game. show would make me happy right now. Oh, I think yeah. I might have to go back and it's watch. A good and Curb Your Enthusiasm. I'm I'm almost done with Curb Your Enthusiasm. I'm <laughs> yeah. still stuck on the in political fact, lady. In fact, um, <laughs> the political lady. Yeah. In fact, I was talking Tracy Ullman. Her yeah. character is yeah. so great. I was uh, explaining to my to my sister about a family member who I explained the concept of you can't have a conversation rock blocker be in the middle of a table. Oh, who they have to the be middle? At the end. Who gets the, the who middle? Who gets the middle? Because the middle keeps. <laughs> the conversation yes. flowing on both Are sides. Are you in middle or not? Yeah, and we both Know said, your world. Know your world. And I just looked at her and I said, she could never be in the middle. It was after her and she just, oh my God, that would just end all. It just ends everything. Right. So anyway, really exciting news and I'm hoping that happens for um, Charlie. Charlie, I mean, so they're filming yeah. it and I don't know. I think those guys have some credibility in Hollywood and... Um, Did you watch The Real Housewives of Salt Lake yet, this episode? Um, the the painting by numbers and oh, having yeah. how gross was that? You know, it, it just it it ended on a flat note. I thought Salt Lake City I for Salt finale. Lake City. I'm looking forward to the reunion. Yeah, it wasn't much of anything. Yeah. It was just the same. They didn't have much. That show went from being great to f- becoming really bad and losing in, in one season. Yeah. Really? In one season, yep. because you can't, you can only get mad at somebody about the mixed up day of somebody's dad's funeral for so many times. It's too, 
Um, it was worse than Puppy Gate because this one really was just nothing. Yes, because sometimes someone can die and the whole uh, uh, now parent, you know, maybe everything feels like a blur and you can't remember what day was the wake, what day was this, what was that. I mean, it just, it felt icky. It did. I, I did not yeah. like this season. All right. Yeah. All right. And um, uh, by the way, Holly posted Zoe Kravitz and Robert Pattinson. You know, they did the premiere in London of Batman. And Zoe wore a top that only, you know, a small-breasted girl. It was a peekaboo scallop top dress and Audrey Hepburn hair. And Robert Pattinson looks like he has been dressed by the tailor of... W.C. Fields. Something. <laughs> Something. That is an oversized suit that the 80s wants back or the tw- or the 40s. That's the 40s. I'm like, what... What is this look? Oh. And who would ever put their kid in that? They for- need to make a lot of money. Now, how they're going to move from country to country, we don't know. But they started in London. Yeah. And the I, movie doesn't open for I a hope they weeks. dress better. Yeah. I mean, he's the face of Dior menswear. Yeah. And that so was what Dior. he wore. Yeah. That's the new look. Why give him a tragically oversized suit? It's a whole mess. <laughs> it's a whole <laughs> Please look at it. It's a whole mess. Take a look at it. We'll be right it back really with the It really is. Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Hi, Holly. Hey, Julia. Hello. Hello. Hello, Lori. You know, we got to start this Dirt Alert update with a notable obituary this afternoon. Oh, no. Who's, who, what legend has passed away now? Well, Sally Kellerman has passed away. Best known for her role as Hot Lips Houlihan in the movie MASH has passed away at the age of 84. Oh, now, she also starred in movies like Back to School, starring Rodney, da- Rodney Dangerfield in the 1980s. That's right. Yes. She also had a Grand Funk Railroad song written for her. Oh, which one again? Uh, you know, uh, I don't have the name of the song in front okay. of me right now. Oh, in she, had a, um, she, she was in a lot of things. She was really um, gorgeous in an unconventional quote-unquote way, I guess, if you will. Was it Born to Die? Van Funk Road, Sally? Yeah, she was. Love, is, I... Love is Dying. by mm-hmm. Love is Dying is the song, I believe. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, and, and Lori, to your point, she did a lot of different roles. She was in the third Star Trek episode called Where No Man Has Gone Before. Mm-hmm. Uh, she also appeared in shows in the 1960s, and that's where she got her start doing episodes of the week of things like The Outer Limits, 12 O'Clock yeah. High. Ben Casey, she was in That Girl, and she was also in Mannix. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mannix, I loved that show. <laughs> yeah, throwing it back. Now, she passed away at an assisted care facility in Woodland and, Hills. And, you know, she was nominated for her role in Robert Altman's movie MASH mm-hmm. for actress. Okay. And, you know, she lost to the sentimental favorite, Helen Hayes of Airport. Because oh, they man. never recognized Helen, Helen Hayes. Hayes so and she won. That, yeah. And, All right. you know, that Oscar really should have been. Sally Kellerman. Yeah, you know, the Academy, just showing that the Academy's been doing it for a long time. Hey, a Best Supporting Actress. Right. Oscar can all... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Also serve as a default um, Lifetime Achievement Award. Yeah, too. She, she was in like four Altman movies. The Player, I think, Preda Porter, Brewster McCloud. She did... He he liked her as an actor. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, you know, and she she attended Hollywood High School, born right there in Long mm-hmm. Beach, California. So mm-hmm. that passing happening today. We're getting some hot gossip from the set of Mad Max Fury Road via a new oral history of the classic film. And wow. some some of the excerpts are being published in Vanity Fair, and we're learning that Charlize Theron and Tom Hardy were constantly at each other's throats making that movie. I think we knew that, but I don't know that we knew the letter level of detail detail before right why because there was rumors they hated each other right but i wonder why well it got so bad at one point that charlie's asked for someone to be assigned to her as quote protection from tom hardy (sighs) whoa and that charlie's finally could not constrain her own anger when tom hardy was late again for a shoot and she let hardy have it apparently he was like a frequent two, three hour late person. How I, I would go crazy. It's not just you. There's a million people on the set. I would go. That's so disrespectful. I'd go uh, crazy. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. And Charlize had had it. You know, if you're the star, one of the co-star of this movie and you're the star and you're setting the tone and you're on location in a hot place. Right. If you watch that movie and it is a great movie. And is the word from this book that all the women that played the quote-unquote wives did not feel comfortable around Tom Hardy? Yeah, you know, and Nicholas Holt, who is a co-star, he played War Boy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nux in this movie, he said it was a tense atmosphere. It was kind of like you're on summer holidays and the adults in the front of the car are arguing. Yeah, Tom, Tom might look good, but he doesn't play well with other people. And didn't he come out and just say, I was a dink? Basically, I was too in method and all that kind of crap. You know, I think when the movie came out, Julia, to your point, it was well known that they did not get along with each other. Mm -hmm. And he admits in hindsight, I was over my head in any ways. He said the pressure on both of us was overwhelming at times. And what Charlize needed was a better, perhaps more experienced partner in me. And he said, that's something that can't be fake. But, But my gosh, there must have been a lot to happen for a New York Times uh, columnist to right. be able to write a whole book just right. on the making of this one movie. That it's such a wild story mm-hmm. of this Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, do you know? Just thinking about the the making of that movie, it took a long time for George Miller to come around mm-hmm. and make that new Mad Ma- uh, the fourth Mad Max movie, mm-hmm. and then having those two together. So I feel like there's a lot of hot gossip that's going to be contained within this book. Oh, wow. Again, the book is called Blood, Sweat, and Chrome: The Wild and True Story of Mad Max Fury Road, mm. and the excerpt is in Vanity Fair okay. as we speak. Jennifer Lawrence had a baby. Yes. Do and we know what she had? I don't think we know. We know nothing. We know nothing. <laughs> we know nothing. She. Just, this is what we do know, is that Jennifer Lawrence, according to public records, gave birth in L.A. County. We don't know the sex, the yeah. gender, right. the date of birth. We know nothing. That it's, But 
that it's happened. Mm, okay. And she's kept a pretty low profile uh, throughout this pregnancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah she has. Um, Bill Paxton, the family of Bill Paxton, has reached a million-dollar settlement with an anesthesia firm over his death. This is oh. a terrible story. They messed up so bad. They yeah. did. Yeah. yeah, now Bill Paxton's widow and children have reached a partial settlement of their wrongful death lawsuit with an anesthesiologist medical group agreeing to pay a million dollars. Now, according to these court documents, uh, the lawyers for the general anesthesia denied liability in the matter, but they are settled. So his death certificate of Bill Paxton said he died of a stroke 11 days after this surgery to replace a heart valve and repair aorta damage. Mm. And he passed away at the age of 61. Yeah. I was, was so young sad. And he was so good in that big love, too. Oh, that was gosh. such a great show. Oh, yeah. Remember fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, the, the cardiac, cardiothoracic surgeon employed by Sears Sinai, who was known prior to Bill Paxton's death to practice what has been testified by the hospital staff as, quote, cowboy medicine, mm-hmm. according to this suit. So they're saying that he pushed the envelope to do surgeries that were marginal at best. And they're saying that Bill Paxton's surgery was part of those. So Jeez. they're well, settling. Nice to have closure. Yeah, nice to have closure. And finally, we're learning that Mark Wahlberg tried to pitch a sequel to the film Departed that would have starred Brad Pitt and Robert De Niro. And it didn't go, get off the... No it, one bought it. it. No one bought it. And mm-hmm. I say for the best because that movie, just leave it alone. Yes. It doesn't it's need so a good. sequel. Right. The yeah, ending just is like a chef's kiss at the yeah. ending and you leave and you're like, wow. Wow. So... It's okay that Mark Wahlberg wasn't successful. You know, he went on to have yeah. a, a, a wildly successful chain of car dealerships, burger restaurants, mm-hmm. and action-adventure motion pictures. So he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. Thank you, Holly. Right, thank you. Thanks, Holly. Appreciate that. All right, Grant, what's going on out there? Just a little bit of that Sally song we're talking about right here real quick. This is Sally by Grand Funk Railroad. Okay. She was gorgeous, and she had an mm-hmm. amazing, amazing rack. It's probably not politically correct to say that anymore, but she had and really great... full lips before full, full yeah, lips were around. Just, mm. Yes, so yeah. I just had to get that song in real quick for okay. you guys. There, great song, Sally on Born to Die by Grand Funk Railroad. She has a theory. Time for a few more that have some meat okay. on its bones. Okay. okay. So uh, let's start with this theory. A plus is for the arts because for the last two years, the beloved field trip for schools, and I'm talking middle school or the oh, prime yeah, years to the for plays and stuff, museums yeah. yes. have been finny because stuff has been closed. Yeah. Absolutely. Museums yeah. have been around. Those were yeah. the best yeah. days as a kid, you know. So much fun. Just get on the school bus, pack a lunch, and forget about school for so a day. So this study was published in the Journal of Human Resources. And what they found, it's uh, researchers from John Hopkins, Brigham Young University, found that the field trips, like to a local science museum or an art venue, that it is, it leads to better grades, better in-class performance, and rage, raises consciousness among middle schoolers, and that teachers who fret or uh, about seat time versus field trip time mm-hmm. uh, should not fret about that anymore. If anything, if there is struggling happening in 
that sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth grade. Getting them out for a day Getting is probably Getting them out welcome. is actually the best thing that you can do. There is zero harm to academics by taking time out of the classroom. And that field trips, yes, they have the biggest am- impact in quote-unquote middle school, which is mm-hmm. usually between sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth grade. That's the middle school years. And they anticipated that uh, it wouldn't, you know, it would show that, but they started seeing all the ways that there are academic improvements that happen. So, like a field trip to Paisley Park, that would be amazing. Doesn't that sound like a blast? That would be yes. an amazing yes. thing for kids to do. I mean, so there are all these. So the the Heritage Foundation is also involved in this because maybe they're, you know, also trying to get maybe museums and venues, you know, like for communities where there isn't money for field trips because it does involve the bus, the chaper, mm-hmm. you know, that there be some uh, grace given for uh, not, not, not charging or something. Right, right. That this could be a way of getting middle school kids back and excited a little bit about school again and because they've been you know, non-existence for the last two years. And the schools want to make up for learning loss. And if you're thinking that it's seat time, no, no, no. No. Let's get back to Experiences are amazing. Yeah. I, just experiencing anything. Yeah. So I like. I just thought that was a good, That's a good, one. good theory to come across today. Now, this is really, uh, really a strange one, but apparently... Far more younger people complain of daily aches and pains than older people. Oh. That's because they're they've got no backbone. They're not oh. used. To just, <laughs> I my I theory why. is they're ho- not used to it. Well, wait. I also have this. It's a Hollywood speak on this. It's okay. because of the way sports have really groomed these kids. We talked about this, I think, a couple days ago. You how think sweet. this is why? Yeah, kids are forced to play one sport all year round. I wrestled all year round. You know what hurts the most? My back and my knees. Right. Because I was constantly wearing on them all the time. Because you were okay. playing Because I was playing one sport. Well, I was playing one sport all the time. The theory is, is that if you play one sport all year round, you're constantly putting the same pressure and same impact on those same joints and muscles all the time. Whereas if you do a different, right, different sport, things, right. you're, you're going to diversify that effect. Right. Maybe, and you're going to have a less maybe aches and so, pains. Maybe so, because younger people, 76% of younger people What's have the- more... Uh, say they have more back pain mm-hmm. than people that are cons- like we're talking the difference between oh, under 50 and over okay. 50 mm-hmm. and okay. the over 50 crowd is like about 50% of them so uh, things hurt but it's much higher under 50 and maybe that is the reason could why be. could be because the over 50 maybe didn't uh, anyway and the number one thing uh, that people wish that they had the theory is uh, what do they magically want a new back yeah <laughs> Every mm-hmm. day, every day. Four out of ten people want right. a new back mm-hmm. versus hips. Yes, backs win by a landslide. Okay. It's got the most possible places to. You're so many nerves, so many points of injury. Right. Yeah, I think that 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 if you look at like the amount of injuries in your back, they're probably yeah. more. Now, let's also know that the peak discomfort times come right after lunch and right before three o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. And let's also talk about that some of these people are also in the fitness protection program. Yes. Maybe not doing <laughs> everything great. that they could do because people are not disciplined to do physical therapy or the stretch, the things that someone will tell you you need to, to do. do. Yeah, I mean, it really, but it's if, probably, if you were like 
Three out of ten people will do it, and the oh. rest of us will just complain about. Yeah. Well, you hurt. spend if you really do yeah. what your physical therapist wants to do. Let's say you have a bad hip yeah. or bursitis mm-hmm. or your back. I mean, you spend a good half hour on those exercises before yeah. you even exercise. Yeah. yeah. So you exercise to exercise. Yeah. 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 It's just a whole new step. Yeah. I personally would rather complain of daily pain than do that. <laughs> You're so not I, alone I, there. Except not alone. some days, like today, yep. after I had my hair done, my mm-hmm. uh, hip was hurting so bad, I thought, I can't go straight to work. I have you to go home do and it. do the dumb exercises that I didn't do yesterday and today. Because yep. yeah. it, it affects you. It does. If you don't do them. Well, right. they help you build your core in that therapy, which is the key to all injuries, is getting that core, especially back injuries. But right. Back. It's huh? a lot of work to go in, and especially now during the pandemic, like, Physical therapy was so different over the last two years compared to what it has been prior. Getting an appointment took forever, and mm-hmm. there was less people in there, so it just became more of a nuisance than an, a positive, to be honest with you. For yeah, me. for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I mean, this one, I just feel like it could be duh, but, you know, it was um, published in the... It's going to be published in the American Academy of Neurology. Okay. It's going to be presented okay. at the American Academy of Neurology's 74th annual meeting in April, somewhere on Maui. Okay, I do love it. I do love a good destination <laughs> yeah. meeting. Yes, uh-huh. isn't it? It's a boondoggle. I, and I think people get to go on them. Listen yeah. to this boondoggle. I love that. Right, this us. is one of the things, if you've got a neurologist in your life and you happen to be going to the American Academy's 74th annual meeting, One of the exciting topics that will be discussed is that they have done a team at the University of Michigan studied 1,300 people with an average age of 65, and they found that long-term pet ownerships, pet ownership helps to delay aging in the brain. And they're going to present those findings. I believe it. I believe it. Keep you young. Get you out and about. Keeps you moving. If you lose it, if you don't use it, you lose it. If you got a dog, you got to walk them. You got to pay attention. You got to keep a schedule for them and for yourself. Probably keeps the the brain moving. Well, if you have a furry friend in your life for more than five years, it's helped slow cognitive decline. And they're going to present all of the things that they found awesome. at the University of Michigan Medical Center that pet ownership is protective with cognitive decline that not only they already knew about high blood pressure and right. stress but they were studying cognition I love this study I think this is a win and yeah and uh people were very pleased with the results so if you're not able to go to the 74th annual Academy of Neurology meeting, and you're Maui, not a neurologist or with going, mm-hmm. this is one of the. This well, I feel like this this class, which will be held at 9 a.m. and over by 10, is going to be booked immediately. It's going to be the sellout breakout session. Yes, mm-hmm. because this is interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the other stuff. You know about. Eh, you know, progression and AI and stuff like that, and, you know, being in the middle of the day, not going to be as well attended. <laughs> My theory. Okay. Spoken like uh, we used to go to meetings, Grant. Yeah, I did. I did a lot of... Uh, the boondoggles. Yeah, those yeah. old conferences. Got to love them. Love, miss one. Oh, yeah. they're love fun. Love to go to a conference. The good drinking after a good conference, going out and having mm-hmm. some drinks with your just new frown friends. Right. Oh, you yeah. just party with people you don't know. It's great. Yeah. It is. And all right. Well, thank you, Lori. Thank. Those are all great. Yes. You know, I mean, we do what we can around here.
So good. Okay, so Lori, I think you watch Abbott Elementary, right? Yes, I love that show. Okay, so here's the deal. I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, Grant, it's on ABC. Oh, yeah. But it's the strongest, strongest comedy rating since Modern Family's mm-hmm. finale. It's so good. Do you remember when Modern Family... Oh, my gosh, that oh, was yeah. such a funny show when it first started. So anyway, that's a big hit. Big, big. They almost had 9 million viewers. Yeah, no, it's growing word of mouth, right. too. And it's about this group. I think it just rings so true. Okay, about You know, teachers? the show and the teachers. And there's some very good actors. There's, You know, it's a diverse cast. And it is... I gotta... Yeah, I gotta... I got to ask a couple of friends of mine who are teachers if they're watching it. Yeah. yeah. They like it. But it is, um, someone wrote that it's like each week the audience is getting bigger for that. The word of mouth I on love it that. is getting. I love that. And it's on a network station. And it's on network. Which doesn't yeah. happen you guys. Okay, but. 100% uh-huh. on Rotten Tomatoes. No. It's, oh, I, I have taped them, but then I haven't watched them. So I need to spend some time I told there. you that and the Wonder Years yes. are my comfort oh. TV. Classic Wonder Years or New Wonder Years? The, well, oh, I'm watching the new one. Oh, the new one, yeah. I, The new one is so... It's fantastic, yeah. So great. The original, though. It's wow. as good as the original. <sighs> There's nothing yeah. like that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so tonight is a big night for you, Lori, because the Law & Order reboot... Oh, yeah, with Sam Watterson. Oh, yes. baby. Sam Watterson, Anthony Anderson, Burn Notice, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Donovan, who I always thought was hot. Um, Hugh Darcy... Odelia Heliga, and then someone else is on it. Our guy from Blackish. Yes. Yeah. Anthony Anderson. No, I said him. Oh, you did say that. First. So that's tonight at um, 7 o'clock. And I will be with you, yeah. Lori, watching this yeah. for sure. I Organized that. Crime was so good. Oh. I mean, I don't know if, when that's coming back, but Christopher Maloney and Dylan McDermott, that storyline's been great. You liked it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's a new one. You know, Maloney came back to the Law & Order family after leaving yep. for like nine years. Yeah. So you can come back to SVU with Marishka, but they've had crossovers. Now he's, after he lived in Italy, now he's, uh, you know, in the organized crime. Oh, is that what's happening? Yeah. So so now I'm getting uh, really familiar with the money laundering and things of that. That's why I've been able to weigh in when needed on, uh, you know, Jen Shaw, Erica. (laughs) Erica from Law and Order. Yeah. Our housewife um, criminals. Yeah. You you get it? Yeah. Um, the other thing that's happening today, I don't know if you guys know the Nashville legend Tom Douglas. Mm-mm. Do not He's know He's a that. songwriter. Okay. On, so we um, know his music. We would know his music. It's an inspiration. It's on Paramount Plus. It's an inspirational performance piece by country singer-songwriter Tom Douglas based on a 2014 acceptance speech he gave at the Nashville Songwriters Hall of Fame it features renditions of his biggest hits, Grown Men Don't Cry, and he wrote The House That Built Me in their backstories. Uh-huh. So that's on Paramount Plus if you okay. want something kind of different. Uh, Big Sky's back, Lori. Tonight? Yes. Oh, so it's good. It ended, it ended on such a cliffhanger. I am so behind on that. I don't know why you're behind on I that don't know. show. But I tried. I checked out something new that one of our listeners told us about somebody somewhere with Bridget Eveleth. It's on HBO Max. It's a com- oh oh the comedian that yes. blonde woman she's hysterical. Okay, and it's a coming of middle age story with the world of misfits. Yeah, Bridget it's, Everest. It's really 
delightful. Mm-hmm. It's on HBO Max. Mary gave us a shout out for that one. Yeah, so those are a couple. I, I have that on the DVR, and I've just watched one episode. But whenever she and I haven't gone back to it, but whenever she's on with Andy Cohen, oh, yeah, she's she's all things housewives. Yes. And, She's been around the New York uh, scene, and yeah, she's pretty funny. Nice. She is funny, and if you guys like Chris Rock, okay, Mystic Lake, he's coming to Mystic Lake. Oh, that'd be really? fun. And here are the dates, Thursday, June 23rd, and Friday, June 24th. It's it's going to be a little Father's bit of a... Father's Day gift idea. There it's, you go. It's a great idea. It's a great idea <laughs> for your father, your brother, your uncle, somebody, whoever, and yourself. Around. I mean, I love Chris Rock. I think he's so, so funny. He's... I, He's hysterical. The tickets are kind of spendy and they're going fast, though. So I just want to let yeah. people know about it, that if you wanted to go. I wonder if nice. anyone went and saw my guy, Lewis Black. I was out oh. of town. I wanted he was to, Lori. Mystic. I wanted to go so bad. And uh, other, yeah, I, I was not able to go. I'm sure he was hysterical. Oh. I'm sure. And then, you know, Kelly Clarkson, did we hear she's doing a whole tribute to Dolly? Yes. Mm-hmm. At the American Yeah. yeah. What yeah. songs will she sing? She's got so many. Oh, well, yeah. she'll figure them out. I mean, she'll yesterday she did Careless Whisper by George Michael as a Kelly Oki. Oh, that's good. It was kind of good. And they finally got her out of her maxi dress and put her in a short dress <laughs> I, with tights. I have a hard time with her style. Her they, stylist should be fired, fired, but she wore a cute outfit yesterday. It was a denim. Shame. Yeah, no, no I mean, she really, she is, shame. she is, just doesn't have the height to always wear this long, no. long dress. No. And then with a belt hitchhiked under her boobs. It does. It's like a, it does, it's not the right silhouette. silhouette for- Paging Joanne Hopkins for silhouette analysis. <laughs> analysis. Oh, there's you a- guys, I watched uh, three episodes of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, yeah. Lovely show. Oh, okay, like from the very beginning? It. Never watched it, and oh. we put it in. I had no idea what this show was about. Boy, is she funny. Hysterical. So great. Oh, my God, that show. It's I just, forgot that that show was I back. Started. That's a show I could watch yeah. uh, after. Came out a couple weeks ago, the new season. That's yes. what we were talking about, so I tried it this last uh, last couple of days here, and Lily yeah. and I are loving oh, it. Oh, yeah, that is a that great, first great season. show. It's so wonderful. It's so funny. I mean, the second episode or so when she's up there and she's like, we're going to give you five seconds to get off the stage. And she rips off this beautiful joke in five seconds and walks off before she gets arrested. And Susie, you know, Susie, her manager is is everything. (laughs) She is so funny. Yeah, it's a really, the characters on that show, it struggled its third season. Okay, okay. And um, now it's the fourth season just started. And then the fifth, they said they're going to make a fifth and that will be the final. Yeah. 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 So... I'm inter- I just I There's thought I'd bring good. that And our boyfriend Milo Ventimiglia, Milo Ventimiglia is in it and I haven't watched this week's This Is Us but you know it ended on a big cliffhanger the last time because it, it had like a month off. Uh-huh. Did you watch it this week? I don't know this if I'm caught week? up. Okay. I love good. that show. I know. It. We're going to miss that show. Yes we are. For its soft quiet words of wisdom that yes. comes throughout it. Yes. It's something. Really, yeah. It's a good show. All right, everyone, have a great night. Thanks for hanging out with us. Remember, tomorrow morning, the My Talkies. Lori's going to be hanging out with the gang. And tune in at 8 o'clock. We'll be back tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.